Your hour of prime time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show, Lifestyle Edition. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show, Lifestyle Edition. This is Jay Mamie, and you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. Hey, if you're visiting this program for the very first time, I want to thank you for taking time out to spend it with me on this broadcast. I believe you're going to make a commitment, a Thrive-minded commitment to continue to visit this show week after week, make it a part of your Thrive-minded activity. Because the content that we continue to share here, now the evidence has shown itself, the the testimonials continue to pour in. People are finding tremendous value, not only on the Lifestyle Edition show, but our Monday night broadcast, the Business Edition. Both shows continue to deliver fantastic, value-based, Thrive-minded content that allows you to make thoughtful, insightful, actionable steps immediately. And I hope that tonight will be yet another example of that. And by the way, if you've never visited our show and this is your very first time, hop on over to the jmamietalkshow.com. There you'll have an opportunity to hear all of our prior broadcasts. And while you're online, make sure that you visit my personal site, thejmamie.com. There you'll have a chance to hear uh, some more of my content, my videos, read my blogs, check out my latest books, The 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted. It's a runaway hit. It's a smash hit. Many people are now uh, reviewing the book and are commenting that it is not only the best book I've ever written, but it is hitting them right between the eyes and then hugging and loving on them at the same time. (laughs) So make sure that you hop on over to my site, pick up a copy of that book, subscribe to all of my content because we are dropping content week after week that is intended to give you a thrive-minded experience. And tonight's show is another expression of that. I often like to highlight individuals, organizations, nonprofits that are making an impact in the lives of others selflessly, meaning they really don't have any in any uh, any hidden agenda behind what they do. They just do it because they have a passion for making contribution. And that's my Thrive Talk tonight, by the way, which I'll share just a, in just a few minutes. My Thrive Talk tonight is going to talk about not being a criticizer, but being a contributor. And I think that a lot of us oftentimes will find that it's the, the easier path Uh, pathway is one of criticism as opposed to contribution. We're going to have a chance to talk a little bit about that before we go to uh, our first guest shortly. But joining us on the show tonight are two spectacular women that are doing spectacular work for the communities, respectively. My first guest is going to be Shalanda Wagoner. She's the founder and the president of Ladder House Decor. What excites me about Shalanda is that she is really helping women that have been through the difficult experience of violence, of battered uh, uh, experiences, of domestic violence. And we know so many women that experience that silently. And we're going to have a conversation about how her and her organization are helping these women, predominantly women, although she helps everybody too, but we find that these situations are predominantly women, as you and I both 
would agree to that. And, and obviously statistics prove that we're going to have a conversation about what she does to help these women restore their lives after they've escaped a very difficult situation. Shalonda Wagoner is going to be with us to talk further about ladder house decor. And then on a completely different spectrum, but yet still with the same compassion, our following guest will be Tina Campbell, who is the co-founder of Free Enterprise Warriors, which is an organization that helps veterans find their entrepreneurial spirit and then express it. And as an entrepreneur myself, I'm going to tell you something. I know there are many people out there, in this case, veterans, that when they transition out of military life, they have an entrepreneurial spirit. They want to express that. They want to do something on their own independently. They have business ideas and, and they want to do that, but they don't. Many of them don't for a number of reasons. We're going to have that conversation with Tina Campbell, and we're going to discuss what her organization does to help and aspiring entrepreneurs that are former military servicemen and women, what she's doing through this decade old organization to help them express that entrepreneurial spirit. I'm telling you folks, it's a fantastic show. These two individuals highlight my thrive talk for tonight. They are making positive contributions to the community. I want you to take a hard look at yourself and ask yourself, are you making contributions to the community, to any community, as long as you make a contribution? I was on a uh, podcast recently, and one of the things that I heard, it was a panel of, of, of guests on one podcast, and I kept thinking to myself as I heard some of these other guests who were complaining, they were criticizing uh, others. And that's fine. That's their perspective. And we're, we all are entitled to our opinions, right? But I thought to myself as I was hearing these uh, two individuals, as again, we're all part of a panel, I thought to myself how easy it is to jump on the criticism wagon uh, when you are not making any contributions at all. I think it's harder to make a decision to contribute something positive to a community, it's it's harder to do that. So that's why people would rather take the road less, uh, less uh, difficult, which is to criticize and to compare. And comparing and criticism doesn't build a community. Contributions does. So as you examine yourself, yeah, now we're coming into the holiday season, aren't we? And it's a, the spirit of giving. I want you to consider, are you a contributor or are you someone that is uh, a criticizer? Or are you a critic or you are a contributor? Do you compare first? Do you compete first? Or do you just jump in and contribute? I think the heart of a contributor is the one that changes the dynamics and the ecosystem of a community as our two guests are doing. Let me encourage you as we go to break, consider, have a checkup from the neck up, do an inside job and ask yourself, am I quicker to criticize an effort or am I quicker to be impressed by it, but make my own contributions? I hope that the latter is your answer. If not, there's some work that needs to get done.
I'm looking forward to our next two guests, folks. We're going to jump right into it right after the break. Hi, I'm Natalie Odoms, Independent Digital Branch Office with Transact Card Visa Bank Card. We're all hurting with the rising cost of gas, groceries, bills. Prices are skyrocketing with no signs of coming down. It's painful. And our Transact Card Visa Bank Card is soothing the pain by offering a reward system no other bank card offers. Transact Card Visa Bank Card doubles your buying power with every swipe. To hear more, call 925-414-5636 for my recorded message. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Attention Dallas-Fort Worth area residents. OnCare360, a digital health company, is looking for a highly motivated healthcare business development consultant. You will be on the front line of the sales process leading from introductions to close. Develop a pipeline to meet or exceed sales targets. You must have experience selling to independent physician groups and provider networks. You must be a self-starter, ability to work independently and results driven. If this sounds like you, please email your latest resume along with your LinkedIn profile to hr at oncare360.com. That is hr at oncare360.com. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Excited to announce that my 10th book, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted and Disgusted is now available on Amazon. And since its release, the readers have reviewed the book and have left stellar reviews as they have come to recognize the book as a valuable resource to help them identify those toxic traits that keep them from becoming the best they can be. Those stumbling blocks have to be identified. And in this book, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, we're going to dive into a closer look at these progress-inhibiting behaviors. The book is going to be a tremendous resource. It is for many already. Pick it up at Amazon. 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted. I'm David Kazarian, president of Student Optimum Services and the licensed debt arbitrator. We have one mission in mind, to cut down the $1.7 trillion in federal student loan debt by as much as possible and help hardworking Americans just like you achieve financial freedom. Our process is not a settlement or a refinance. We are not a bank or a lender. We are on your side and we go up against these lenders to get you on track for student loan forgiveness by utilizing programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs are available to you regardless of the school you attended, your employment status, or employment field. Over the past 13 years, we've helped thousands of borrowers save millions of dollars on their student loans. Student loan payments are resuming September of 2023, after being on hold for over three and a half years. So the time to take action is now. You have nothing to lose but your student loans. Visit www.studentoptimumservices.com slash to schedule a free consultation today. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show Lifestyle Edition with your host, Jay Mamie. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Maney Talk Show. I'm always interested in meeting quality individuals that are changing the lives of others, especially for our impact spotlight. And recently at a networking event, I had a chance to meet a young lady who represents a wonderful organization called Ladder House Decor. I was so intrigued by the fact that they provide free interior decorating services for women and families that have been hurt and relocated due to domestic violence that I wanted to have their founder and director on the program as our impact spotlight. So I'd like for everyone to welcome on the show the founder and director of Impact Spotlight, the one and only Shalanda Wagoner. Shalanda, welcome to the Jay Mimi Talk Show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. The pleasure is mine, Shalanda. And boy, we want to dive into the goodness of the latter house of the court. But before we do that, can you share a little bit about you, uh, your story, and how you became the founder? Sure. I am a 11-year survivor, and I am a mother, also a grandmother of two, a boy and a girl, and I work in the insurance industry currently right now, but my passion, of course, is ladder house decor and the dynamics of how it changes the lives of survivors of domestic violence um, by creating beautiful spaces for them to dwell in after trauma. And what inspired you? Obviously, it sounds like you went through an experience yourself and you are a survivor of that. But it's one thing to experience something and survive it and then decide, I'm going to launch an organization to help others. What was the inspiration that drove that? After sitting in women's counseling for several months and listening to the stories of these women that I was being counseled with, and it was just a place to come that was intimate, that was private, and it was secure, how they just shared their stories about their situations and their trauma that they experienced from their abuser. The one thing that we all had in common, which is very, uh, I found very, you know, interesting was the fact that they could not take anything with them, even when they were trying to flee their abuser or even when they possibly were trying to come back and try to retrieve a few things. The safety and security um, of their well-being was something that they had to think about and it wasn't safe to return back to a place where you were constantly being abused. And so I just kept listening to their stories and just wondered, how can I be an agent of change? And that's how I started. Now, did you start the organization by yourself early on, or was it a group of, of women that you decided to, to journey this with? And where did it actually start? Because I know that the, uh, the, the representative of your, of your company, uh, I met her in Dallas, and I wasn't, uh, or, or was it started elsewhere and moved to Dallas, or was Dallas its origination? Dallas is its origination. I was living in the Dallas area, Dallas Metroplex, north of um, the city of Dallas. And I was really just one lone individual who had a story that I wanted to tell to an agency or a group of people to let them know the importance of the aftermath of things that happen to survivors of domestic violence and how they pretty much are felt alone and don't know where to get the help from after they've been in the shelter. And it was Denton County Friends of the Family who opened the first door for me um, in Denton, Texas. And that's how it started. 
Now, how is it growing? I know any organization uh, that is intent on helping people, sometimes the intention is greater than the growth it's experiencing. Uh, how have you seen Ladder House grow up until this point? We're going to get into the future plans, but up until this point, starting from day one, how have you seen it grow? I've seen it grow through social media, to be honest. Uh, social media has been an excellent tool for uh, word of mouth. It's basically like the phone or being out somewhere in the streets or at a restaurant and saying, this is what's happening. This is this this company is changing the lives this way. And us sharing our story from the very first installation that home installation that we did was um, the impact that was like the startup of how we were able to get more people to uh, be interested in us and wanting to give in certain ways, whether that be monetary or through home decor and furnishings. And we've partnered with other shelters other than Denton County Friends of the Family. So we currently have three partner shelters that we work with. And that is how we were able to gain more clients from um the shelters so that we could service more people so we can service more survivor families. Now mm-hmm. you, you mentioned you, you have clients. I, I, I sort of want to ask you about decor, but I, now that you mentioned clients, where do these clients um, come from? How do they have, arrive at, at your doorstep? Uh, I mean, obviously there isn't a doorstep doorstep, right. but how do they <laughs> arrive at your doorstep to provide the, for you to provide the services to them? Where do they come from? How are they outreach to you? We do a vetting system and that entails us working with closely with our shelter partners. And when the survivor family gets counseled and they're going through the steps of uh, basically the first time, the first day they're in the shelter through the last day they're in the shelter, they let them know that there is a organization that can assist them with home decor and furnishings. And what we ask the shelter partner to do is to see how their progress has um, grown throughout their 30 days, 60 days, or 90 days in the shelter. Do they seem like the type of person who would be able to commit to caring for the home decor and furnishings that they will receive at no cost? Because we we understand that we're not judging them in any kind of way, but if we can mm-hmm. see that a counselor has it has talked to them in a certain way to to see if they will be the ones who would be the best fit. So the shelter partner counselors are the ones who make that decision, and then they they send them over to us. Okay, so that's important to know because many of us sometimes um, run into or have conversations, or certainly know someone who knows someone who is in a difficult situation, and uh, part of recovering. Uh, and surviving is being able to have those resources available to them. And part of the, having the resource, and the reason why having the resources, rather, is because it starts to instill confidence and pride and, and a sense of restoration. So is that is home decor an important part of that healing process to those that you serve? Yes, um, it is definitely the, the basically the, the core of what our organization is built on. I noticed that when I transitioned into my new beginning after abuse, I me and my daughter were standing at the doorstep of a new condo 
and we were we walked in and we saw white walls. We knew that we were safe. We knew that our abuser didn't know where we lived. It was going to be a new step, a new beginning, a new process. But to make that feel as if it was our home, there was no color added. There was no greenery. There was nothing that displayed a sense of normalcy, like you would walk into a home that was filled with love, that where no abuse was. And so for us to heal, adding color, adding things that brought uh, visuals to them, uh, speaking um, words of life over yourself by reading a some wall art that was placed on the wall as you're walking through the hallway where it says, I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, something like mm-hmm. that. And if she read that as she's walking to her bathroom or she's walking to her kitchen, that's a reminder that strength is being built as she walks through her home and dwells on it in it in a daily basis. That's wonderful. And that is certainly part of the healing process. Uh, and I could see why that could, you know, you, when you change the visuals, when you change what you look at, the things that you look at change, right? Absolutely. And, and, that's, and that's just a beautiful thing that I appreciate you're doing. What's the typical uh, person who benefits? I mean, I know you've mentioned uh, domestic violence, and typically that's in the conversation of women. But do you find other individuals that also benefit from ladder house support? Yeah, I believe that other uh, individuals benefit from our services just by doing something that they've never done as far as volunteering. There are people who volunteer with us and say, I've never heard of anything like this. This Mm -hmm. is really amazing because I don't think about a woman who's being abused could be next door to me, could be my coworker could be wow. someone that I attend church with. And I never would have known that she was going through that unless I maybe volunteered in a domestic violence community somewhere, something to where I do see that there are people who are needing help on in, in areas that I've never thought about. And that volunteer, after they've helped build and help restore a survivor's home, goes home and has a different perspective. That's fabulous. And one of the things that I think you mentioned is it's so key. We don't know which of our neighbors, coworkers, colleagues, uh, clients, uh, schoolmates are going through a situation that maybe they're embarrassed, they're ashamed by it, mm-hmm. um, but they, they're living that experience and we know them. Um, yeah. But finding out about it then becomes our, our next responsibility to, if you're your heart is in the right place to help them because clearly yeah. they need they need help. So walk yeah. us through. Walk us through the experience. Someone uh, seeks out the services referred to you. That what 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 is the experience that that person should expect if they're going to benefit from the services? Yes, this is very key because there are services out there that offer, say, for instance, mattresses. And that's what they focus on, which is a beautiful thing, because when a survivor transitions, she mostly basically has nothing but a backpack and a blanket, if that, and an air mattress. And so we provide a service to our clients that is just more than just placing furniture inside a home. We, uh, as an organization, 
give them an application and we ask them, what do you like? What colors Mm. do you like? Mm. How uh, would you like your room situated? We are giving the survivor control again Mm. because she Mm. has been out of control. Someone has told her what to do from the morning to the night. And she has no control over what her kids may desire in their room to have a good time, to get them away from the trauma that they may hear inside another room of the home. What are the kids' um, favorite characters? Is it Avengers? Is it um, uh, Princess and the Frog? What, what, does it, what do your kids like? So we give them their control back by offering them an opportunity to speak on it. And to say the things that they love that they, and even sometimes what they even wanted as a kid. What had you dreamed about? Let's dream again. And so we make mm-hmm. that possible through that application process. You know, I love it. Part of a person beginning to have a sense of, of thriving again and the confidence that they can thrive again is when they're empowered. And they're empowered, part of it anyway, is when you, you can make decisions for your own, right? When you can decide what you want, where you want to go, what you want to experience, that decision-making process is empowering. And that's the first step to thriving. So I, it's brilliant that you, that that's the first step in servicing survivors. In our last minute here, what kind of support is Ladder House in need of right now? And where could people go to learn more? We are in need of support for storage. Being able to store the home furnishings when we get donations or when we're able to just purchase it from monetary donations is very key. It allows us to be able to have those home decor and furnishings ready and available to go so that we won't have to, when we're maybe a week out and say, oh my goodness, we don't have this couch available, but this is what the client would love to have in their home. If we were able to have this storage space, but we've had storages before, but because the cost takes away from the funding to supply the home decor and furnishings, we've had to set set that aside for just a little while. We are in need of a storage facility. That's and where need people of. go to learn more. And that's, that's a, um, a very unique need of storage facility. Uh, but I'm yes. also certain that there's need of donations. There's need of, yes. of, of support in terms of volunteering and all that kind of stuff. Where could people go to learn more about you? They can log on to Letter House Decor, L-A-T-T-E-R, housedecor.org. Click on the Donate tab. You can click on to where you want to donate home decor and furnishings, and you can also click on the donate button to enter in a monthly donation or a one-time donation. It's secure, and your donations go straight to Ladder House Decor. Wonderful. Well, we appreciate what you're doing for survivors, Shalonda Wagoner through Ladder House Decor, and we're thankful that you are out there uh, helping the folks get past difficult situations and restoring their life again in a way that, that's meaningful and powerful. And thank you for being on the Inside Spotlight today. Have you reached a place personally or professionally where you sense you need to be more motivated and fulfilled? Do you want to change but fear the discomfort that comes with it? Hey, I'm Bryce Runge, author of the hit book, Wake Up, Wake Up, Wake Up. 
For the past decade, I have equipped students, athletes, and CEOs with tools to wake up, enhance their thought life, develop the strength to overcome challenges, and advance toward greatness. For more information, visit BryceRunge.com. That's B-R-Y-C-E-R-U-N-G-E.com. Wake up. Let's grow. Are you an educator feeling underappreciated, unmotivated, or uncertain about your next steps? This is Amy Schmidt with Crystalis Clear Coaching. As a former educator, I understand the increasing pressures teachers face, and I specialize in guiding educators through life transitions, identifying strengths, and cultivating a positive mindset. Take control of your destiny. Let Crystalis Clear Coaching be your guide as you embark on a transformative journey toward a brighter, more fulfilling life. Don't wait any longer. Visit chrysalisclear.com to schedule your free consultation. This is Nicole Valance, a recently featured spotlight on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. If you are an influencer, entrepreneur, or leader, Tim Story, acclaimed thought leader, author, and the original comeback coach, and I invite you to mark your calendars November 10th to the 12th and get ready for The Encounter, a three-day transformational experience in Orange County. With music by investor and TEDx speaker Austin Zellin, don't miss this opportunity to encounter God. Visit ConnectedWithNicole.com for more information. Again, ConnectedWithNicole.com. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Excited to announce that my 10th book, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, is now available on Amazon. The book is already changing lives since its release. We take a closer look at those progress-inhibiting behaviors that continue to become the stumbling blocks to your success and the better version of you that exists. If progress is important to you, then pick up a copy, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, now available on Amazon. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show, Lifestyle Edition, with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I mentioned in the beginning of the show, this show is dedicated to highlighting those that are making an impact in the lives of others. That's the impact spotlight uh, feature of our show. We've got three today, and wrapping up our impact, uh, our third impact spotlight is someone who I met recently at a networking event. You know, the power in networking is so amazing. As I've said so many times over my career that you never know who you're going to meet, whether it's a live version. Now it's Zoom. And the Zoom component of it is amazing because anywhere around the world, you can meet value-based people that add uh, that you can add them to your, your echo chamber, um, your ecosystem, rather, of connections. And this is the case today with Tina Campbell. She's the co-founder of Free Enterprise Warriors. And is just having a recent conversation with her and learning what she's doing to serve those who served us militarily and extracting their entrepreneurial spirit. I thought to myself, this is someone who needs to be on the Jay Mamie Talk Show Lifestyle Edition. Although we're going to have her also on the Business Edition because it really is an overlapping conversation. But nonetheless, Tina Campbell, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for um, inviting me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And I really mean that uh, you're doing something that is honorable and impactful. And that's the reason why you're here. But before we dive into all the goodness that you offer and what Free Enterprise Warriors is all about, let's go back a little bit, uh, Tina. Let's kind of share a little bit about your story, if you could. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things that I um, 
uh, espouse is, is definitely helping others. But my journey actually started as 25 years in corporate HR. Mm -hmm. I was really an entrepreneur during that time. I took mm -hmm. it very seriously. I tried to do the best for the department that I worked for, for the company that I worked for. So when um, I decided to uh, leave corporate America, it wasn't a big leap to go become an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. and I knew that I just wanted to do this for myself. And when I did that, I also at the time met uh, my mentor and my business partner, uh, Dave Jenks. Uh, Dave was a amazing businessman who also wrote the um, Millionaire Real Estate Agent with Gary Keller of Keller Williams. Mm -hmm. Williams, right? He ended up writing uh, for us uh, Free Enterprise Warriors: The Path to a Courageous Entrepreneurship, uh, and that is also something we could talk about later because that is a free audiobook that we have, and it's so powerful. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. After that, we both became involved in growing a national networking organization, which I'm still a part of. Uh, he was the, the dean of our, of our university in that, so to speak, curriculum-based uh, networking organization. And then um, upon his passing, unfortunately, two years ago, I felt it was really important to relaunch Free Enterprise Warriors, which we had started 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were activating and reactivating businesses to really serve the veterans uh, because I, I believe it's so underserved uh, community. And I thought that that would be really a way to honor his legacy. Mm. So uh, with a new you know website and to really start to go out and speak to veterans about what they needed to move them into entrepreneurship. So you took the mantle, right? It, it was, the the program started. Um, you took the mantle 12 years ago. I like what you said. You were an entrepreneur. I like that. And I think there's many today that are entrepreneurs. Yeah. But you went from the security, stability of a paycheck, right, to the unknown world of uh, not only entrepreneurship, but helping others find entrepreneurship. You know, so you go from secure position to a non-secure position. Obviously, it's, it's a heart issue, and I get that. But what inspired you to do that? And what has inspired you over the last, uh, you know, decade to continue this mission, um, especially recently on the passing of your partner? Now, you're, it's you. You're solo, right? What, what drives you? What inspires you to continue to, to keep this going? That is such a great question, because when I became an entrepreneur and I was not making any money to begin with. Right. And I was I was going around and I was talking to people and, and trying to figure out, you know, how to how to how to become uh, my own uh, person, my own company. And it was incredible because it's sometimes it's very funny because sometimes it's your family. That's like you, you would think that are, it would be behind you. But sometimes they're in such fear. Mm -hmm. you know, they just want you to be safe. So that safety in working for a company like and being an entrepreneur, that was great. You have the paycheck, you have the benefits. Sometimes you really have to, you know, perseverance. And that was something I was going to say uh, for veterans also. But perseverance for an entrepreneur is key because sometimes you have to go against those that care about you, but they're in fear. And you Correct. have. To, so I remember going to my husband and saying, I need to do this. And meanwhile, he's like, could you get a real job? 
Mm. And he didn't understand. And I just said to him, I remember, I said to him, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. And he said, okay, that's, you know, drama. And I said, okay, how about this? If I don't do this, I'm going to wilt. And he went, okay, you know, I get it. And and that was really a, a very important conversation that we ha had to have because I was using family money as a startup. So that's that was key. But I just felt, honestly, absolute clarity that I never had in my life that this was what I needed to do. And I can't tell you sometimes it comes from probably being a first generation American, you know, being thankful for everything that we have here, plus being a woman business person is key. Uh, all kind of all of these, um, you know, things that were kind of ingrained in me, let's say, but then to also just say, you know what, it's time to do something I want to affect change mm. and it just became overwhelming and i said i have to do it and i fought for it a bit you know with again you know some of the outside influences as we all have to start something and i have to tell you if i can't even imagine if i hadn't started what it would what i'd be doing right now you know uh, tina what you have just described is what i've talked about for years and that is pursuing your calling when you're called to do something, it, it's not going to run away from you. You might try to run away from it, but it's not going to run away from you because you'll have the gnawing. There's just this uh, tapping on your shoulder. Uh, you call it, oh, you, you'll start to wilt. That's just the way that it is when you have a calling that you're not pursuing. And that's why you're here. It's a calling, right? And you can't do You couldn't see yourself not doing this. That by definition, is a, the calling, okay? And that's why you're here. And many people have a calling and they're running away from it as opposed to embracing it. And that's sort of what we're talking about here, right? We have, we have veterans that have a calling for entrepreneurship, but they don't really know how to do that next. So that brings me up to the next question here. Um, there are challenges. You talked about challenges, right? But what would you find as, a, as it pertains to a veteran who has a calling to be an entrepreneur, to, to experience his entrepreneurial uh, life, or at least give it a shot. What are the common challenges or concerns that you find is what holds them back? Um, and, and one thing, if I may, uh, to give uh, an understanding that I am, I'm not a veteran, but mm -hmm. one of the, the calling that I felt compelled to, to uh, help with was especially in transition, because speaking to veterans, the transition from military to civilian life is where the difficulty starts, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel that that intersection of that and my experience is where I can help. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, but so that transition, that, that understanding of having a sense of purpose and direction, I think is, is one of the main difficulties when you when they're coming out. Um, lack of business knowledge, you know, some of the basics of, of um, accounting, finance, uh, marketing, um, you know, some of some of that can be some difficulties. Or um, let's see, uh, risk aversion, this is big, because in the military, from what I understand, there's such a culture of risk mitigation 
and to be an entrepreneur in itself requires some, you know, uh, ability to take on some risk. So you can see, right, immediately that in itself is difficult. Um, limiting network opportunities, you know, their networking and the, the knowledge of the people uh, in the in their you know surroundings it's it's military now getting into a civilian network is difficult and they've got to find those connections to build their business uh let's see what else um you know again access to resources i'm not sure they know where they could possibly get grants get loans get training for this entrepreneurial journey so this is this comes from just speaking with you know, some of the veterans that I've been lucky enough to to talk with. You, you hit the nail on the head because you, you really highlighted a, a number of areas. And I'm very familiar with the veteran community. Um, and I could tell you that the mindset is probably one of the greatest challenges because you do go from a structured, militarized chain of command lifestyle especially the longer you've been in it you've been in it you know if you serve four years and out maybe not but the longer you've been in it has been ingrained so now here you go into the potential lights of an entrepreneur where there really are no boundaries there really is no chain of command it's just uh, you know you get up every day and you're on your own um and yeah. then you're dealing with civilians it's a culture shock it's an environmental shock it's a mindset shock and i could see why that would be a fear uh, your emotions will play the, the look at the best of you. I think also what you said is key. It takes a level of social interaction in terms of effective networking. And if you're not there yet, that's a challenge and knowing accounting and business. And I mean, it, it, I, I, I could certainly see why they would have a hesitancy to pursue something that they know inside. They really want to do being an entrepreneur. And, uh, and and having a resource like yourself is important. Yeah. If I if I just might interrupt for one second, one of the things that I ask, you know, speaking about mindset, what that I ask future entrepreneurs, uh, and I say to them, you know, how much do you want this? And when I wanted to create free enterprise warriors and some other things that I've done. I actually felt like I could feel it in my stomach. Like I wanted it so bad I could taste it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the level of I'm asking people, like how much are you willing to, you know, make this your, as you said, run with your purpose. I want to know that they are really, um, you know, focused on this and they want it. So I just wanted to mention that. No, I appreciate Visceral, that. Right? No, it's, it's absolutely true. That's a very good point. Let me ask you a couple of questions in our final few minutes here. Uh, what would you say in your observation are the typical businesses that veterans gravitate towards? Because you may have someone that is thinking, okay, what could I do? And there's a whole world of different options out there, but there seems to be a common denominator. Um, can you share a little bit about what that common denominator is that veterans find themselves uh, interested in? And I think you and I were talking about this the other day. Franchises are are a very good option because they have like a structured business model. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that was that was one thing I was thinking of. Consulting is very big. I mean, I have a my cousin who is a Marine and will always be a Marine. Um, you know, he's gone into consulting, especially the defense contracting world. 
you know, they talk the talk, they, they, they really uh, understand each other. So that's big. Like if they have skills from their time in the military, like let's say logistics, cybersecurity, anything like that is big. Um, security and defense. I've met a whole bunch of people that have started security uh, uh, companies. Uh, that's very uh, health, fitness and wellness because mm -hmm. of, of the, um, training that they get so whether it's in gyms or starting their own uh, personal training uh tech and it is big because they've they get they've got that training again it really plays to some of these really play to what they've learned in in the military but then you know you have the other things where they just may want to work with a nonprofit because that's their you know their, their community service so it really um they can play to the skills uh, that they've learned in their training, or they may completely want to do something else. It really, you have to, to talk with them. I think my eight, my years of HR experience helped with that a little bit. You know, I've, I've found the same thing. All of those areas that you mentioned, I have found them also. But here's another one that I find that a segment of those uh, transitioning veterans are finding interesting. And believe it or not, it's financial services like insurance sales. Or, yeah, you're right. Uh, and uh, that's fantastic, right? I think that, that the, the financial services industry could benefit from the mindset of someone who is a disciplined veteran. Let me ask you a, a couple of questions here. And, and I don't mean to, to ask you to be brief about it, but I want to cram as much as we okay. can in a few minutes that we have left. Got it. But I, one, one, two punch in your observations, uh, what is the one mistake that you see that veterans make when they go in the entrepreneurial route that causes failure? But then what is one good habit that you've seen them do that causes success? So one and one. Okay. Try to keep it down to, uh, I would say lack of the ability to seek help, <laughs> you know, really being uh, fearful of, of, um, maybe someone judging or something like that, but there's so much resources and help out there that's available. So seek that help, seek the knowledge. Uh, seeking knowledge is huge. I'd say, um, I got, you know, I have to say as far as, um, you know, something that it, continuous learning, be a lifelong learner, be a reader, uh, be a podcast listener like to this and keep learning and find people you will find people and that's where the networking comes in because it connects it all it connects to learning it connects to having peers and mentors that yeah. are going to help you with all of these things that are your challenges so it's really a people you get into the uh, the people business you know you hit the nail on the head um number one seek the resources that is a good habit and the bad habit is probably opposite of that. One of the things I've seen that can lead to failure, not just for a for veteran uh, looking at entrepreneurship for anybody. If you try to go at it alone, try to figure out a, a, a operations and, and, and uh, mysteries by yourself, yeah. you're, you're going to fail, right? So don't go at it alone. Seek the resources. Last question here, this wonderful book that you give veterans uh, in order to give them a chance to begin to sort of lay a footing, share a little bit more about that book and where can they get that book um, as a follow-up? Um, so the book is Free Enterprise Warriors, The Path of Courageous Entrepreneurs. Listen, it's it goes to mindset. You and I brought that up just a couple of minutes ago, but 
when you think of free, right? Freedom, right? Freedom to to start a enter an enterprise, right? An enterprise meaning having a mission, having so all of these things I think play in so well to the veteran and their mindset and growing that mindset. And then um and then of uh, you know warriors, right? Guardians, guardians of that freedom, the ability to have free enterprise, our economic model that runs so much of, you know, our our freedom in in the United States. But there's pragmatic direction inside of this audiobook. It's an audiobook. It's free. You can find it on our website, freeenterprisewarriors.com. And I believe that, Jay, that you have a, a QR code that uh, takes that to people. Please download it, listen to it, and I would love to hear any comments and if anybody, you know, received anything from from this book. I think it's just fantastic. Well, Tina Campbell, we appreciate you being on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Uh, certainly Free Enterprise Warriors is a value-based impact uh, resource for veterans looking to explore entrepreneurship. Your information will be at our website. The QR code will be there available, too, so that anyone who wants to download the book, they can certainly do that. We appreciate the work that you're doing, and we look forward to hopefully having you back in the future as follow-ups with testimonials of those who've had a chance to experience your goodness and have had a life-changing career. Tina Campbell, thank you for being on the Jay Mimi Talk Show. Thank you. And thank you to the veterans for all they do. I appreciate it. Well, folks, that wraps up another fantastic broadcast. Make sure you catch us again next week on the Jay Mamie Talk Show, Lifestyle Edition.